All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how's it going? Very good, man. I feel refreshed. I'm ready to get back into uh, recording these shows. It feels like it's been forever. <laughs> usually, we usually we don't go this long between shows, but I appreciate you uh, putting up with me taking an inconveniently time vacation. You know, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to dock you. Pay. Well, I'm you know cool. that, sir, for time missed. <laughs> Well, very, uh, very unfortunately, we don't get paid to do this podcast. Unfortunately, we don't. It would be nice if we did. There is a way. We just don't know how to set it up. At least I can't set it up on my end. Well, um, yeah, you you can't monetize it in uh, Canada. So eventually. Not not yet. uh, I don't know know if they've uh, started. By the time, from what, what I remember, they weren't doing it here. Yeah, well, that's what I remember as well. But um, in my defense for missing the um, all-out post-show, my vacation was scheduled well before the um, all-out date was announced. So uh, I remember. Yep, I have a I have a pass for that. All right, you got a whole pass for that. You got a whole pass for that. uh, Yes, but hopefully I won't be missing any more uh, critical uh, after shows. And um, we actually did have uh, some good stuff on um, on Raw last night, which was a um, which was a nice change of pace. I didn't actually see Raw. The only part I saw was uh, the cash in because I was watching uh, Monday Night Football. Yeah, I was doing my show at 9 o'clock, which we were doing last night's show. was a fun one because we did favorite WrestleMania matches. Ben, I have to ask you, what's your favorite? Well, now we picked four, so can you think of four off the top of your head? Um, yeah, probably. Go ahead. Um, I, would ha- I would have to give it to um, Undertaker Shawn Michaels at 25 for one. Um, okay. I'm gonna have to say uh, Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 10 number two. Um, number are, numbers. I'm sorry, these in order or are they not in any order? Uh, no, these are these are pretty much in order. Yeah. Oh, okay, go on. Uh, um, number three would have been um would have been uh. Bret Hart versus Austin WrestleMania 13, even though the rest of that card sucked. <laughs> um, and uh, n- number four um, would have had to have been, um, oh God, um, I'm blanking. Um, pr- probably just for history, history's sake and how much how much it meant to the business, probably Ultimate Warrior Hogan. Very good. Damn, I wanted to go to that WrestleMania so bad. <sighs> Terrible. So, so not, not only do they do they pull you out of the one WrestleMania you go to during the main event, you couldn't go to WrestleMania 6. 
No, and uh, I could have uh, gotten an autograph. I could have gotten Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart's autograph, but no, we had to turn around and go home because my mom's like, I st- I was st- waiting in line to see the Rockers. I thought they were a dance group. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you my top four WrestleManias. <laughs> oh my god! All right, <laughs> I'm gonna give you my four WrestleManias. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> now these are not in order, so. Ricky Steamboat, Randy Savage, WrestleMania three. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna have to take. I'm gonna have to take out um, Hogan and, and Warrior. I'm gonna have to put. Um, I'm gonna have to put uh, Steamboat Savage. Then I got Savage and Flair from WrestleMania eight. Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, ladder match, WrestleMania ten. And Austin and Brett from WrestleMania 13. Very good. So uh, these, plus uh, uh, the Warrior Savage Flair was honorable <laughs> mention because actually in, in the top four, that one of the top fours was Rock and Hogan. Very good. Well, and that was a classic. So no so, argument there. So we tonight we have all out Monday Night Raw NXT 2.0. And we are going to end it with Damien Priest trivia. I've got questions for you, sir. And we're going to take a look at the PWI 500, the top 10. Oh, God. I, you know, I have, I have a venomous relationship with the PWI top 10. Oh, now, per, perhaps, perhaps you have more knowledge of their inner workings. Is now, it strikes me that it's just a popularity contest, but what's the criteria for the PWI 500? I think they look at uh, the, um, the wrestlers, the kind of year that that wrestler had, if it was a good year or a bad year for them, and they uh, they rank them in that way, because I'm not sure, but I do know that 250 to 500 is specifically selected by one person because we've had that person on the other show. Who's that? His name is Dan Murphy. We've had him on the on our other show. Oh well. So he he specifically and what he does is for every single wrestler from 250 to 500, he watches one match from each wrestler. I don't know how he does it, but he, that's what he does. He watches one match from each wrestler. Oh, very good. Okay, yep. well, aren't you special? How do you pull these guests on the other show, bitch? Can you work some of your magic on this show, goddammit? And uh, so we have all out. Uh, okay, and then we're going to do... Okay, so Ben, we see we get into this week in wrestling. Uh, absolutely, yes, sir. And we are going to start off with uh, AEW All Out. So uh, because because we're a little bit delayed with the show because I was out last week, we're just going to do an abbreviated uh, highs and lows version. Um, and it, this will be very, very easy for me because the highlight of the night was um, – was Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros in the steel cage. I'm going to tell you a story about that. And now I had, okay. my, I had my brother here, okay? Yeah. So 
I'm watching Young Bucks. Well, it was starting, right? So my niece was going to sleep. So she said goodnight to me. So I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to leave the Young Bucks Lucha Brothers match and I'm going to go upstairs and say goodnight, right? Yeah. So she said something about Vampire. And uh, my brother's like, she would she just called you? I'm like, no, what? Then he's like, he's like, Sophia, tell Elio what you just called him. What did you just call him? And she's like, a vampire. Well, <laughs> why is she calling you a vampire? I mean, because that's a, that's actually a what uh, my brother <laughs> called me because I'm like, oh, I walk, I stay up to like all hours of the night. And plus she likes uh, scary movies. She watches, she's four years old. And she watches all these scary movies. Well, then that sounds like a, like a girl I can get along with, and, and I don't I don't I don't get along with a lot of kids, but she seems cool. Yeah, she's she, she's funny with some of the things she comes up with. So yeah, okay, you got the Lucha Brothers Young Bucks. I agree that was that match, especially that one part where they were like throwing super kicks left and right. Yeah. Um, mm. And to dive off the cage, holy yep. lord. Yep. And the, the entrance was really cool. And then the other the other high point um, for me was obviously CM Punk, Darby Allen. I highly disagree. I'll just leave that there for a minute. Well, <laughs> could, could it be because because it it, it looked a lot like one, two, three, kid versus Bret Hart at certain <laughs> points, or or are you just saying that it's pissed me off? No, I'm just messing with you. I, I that, that's that's my other high point. The CM Punk. I didn't I didn't think it was uh, that bad. Well, considering that he hadn't had a match, he he, and, did, he and, did pretty good, and I liked this new look that he had. Yeah. Yep. And um, the, the low point for me um, was Big Show, or the former Big Show, Paul White, excuse me, um, versus QT Marshall. I just. Did, did we really need this match? No, no, because everything, everything else about that pay per view was amazing, you know, because I, I'll give you an example. Typically, I, I tend to. Uh, to downplay the AEW's women's division because I, I'm not too impressed with it, right? But I have to tell you, I think outside of Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, and obviously that wasn't a championship match, but outside of that, I think Chris Satlander versus Britt Baker was the best um, women's match I've seen in AEW and that was a championship match. So obviously hold that on, gets hold on, hold on. We're about to battle royal. Yeah, I'm allergic for bullshit. I'm I'm talking about, I'm talking about good matches and you're talking about battle royals. Look. You didn't like I, that battle royal? No, not really. All right. I like I liked when they had the um you know the Joker aka the wild card be I just uh, like, no no I agree with you I just like the ending. Yeah. The, I, yeah, I, I, I like, wanted Thunder Rosa to win. Go on. 
Well, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have argued that point at all. Um, but you know, I just, I have to tell you, and maybe I'm in the, min- the minority here, but I just, I don't like how that battle royal is structured. No, it's it's, it's weird. It's a, it's a cool concept because on paper, I think it looks cool. Yeah. But just in terms of execution, um, I didn't like it because a lot of the um, a lot of the groups I can't remember the specific groupings, but um, a Club, lot of clubs, hearts, diamonds, and uh, Spain. Well, yes, I know, I, I know that. Oh, I, you're talking about the wrestlers. I, yeah. yeah. What, I, what I mean is, who was actually in each each group? Yeah, yeah, um, but I can't remember either. Actually, you know what? Let me pull that up since I we're talking about that. But it just seemed like several of the groups got got um, eliminated rather quickly from the time they got in the ring. Like yeah. it didn't last long. I'm just pulling up uh, the card here to see the specific. Okay, so the casino battle royal, the under the clubs we had. Hikaru Shida, Sky Blue, Emi Sakura, The Bunny, and Abaddon. Okay. Under the Diamonds, we had Anna J, Kiara Hogan, Kylan King, Diamante, and Ella Rose. Hearts group, we had Thunder Rose, Penelope Ford, Riho, Jamie Hayter, and Big Swole. And Spades, we had Tay Conti, Red Velvet, Layla Hirsch, Jake Cargill, and Rebel. Yeah, and some of those groupings are kind of weak. You know who I don't like? Emmy Sakura. Why not? I'm just not a fan, especially her entrance, her Freddie Mercury entrance. I just no. Yeah. I just, I just don't know. I'm it's, not a fan. It's kind of lame. I agree. All right, so um. My high points and low points are pretty much the same, but uh, yeah, the low points that was another low point the battle royal itself, except for the ending. All right, so is that all we have for all out? I think so. All right, so should we move on to Monday Night Raw? Oh boy, which was not a bad show. All right, what do you got for Monday Night Raw? Uh, and when's the last time we could actually say that Monday Night Raw wasn't that bad? Uh, last week, actually, it yeah, wasn't bad. Well, um, well, I to be honest with you, I didn't see it at all, so I can't speak to that. Um, now, I would, I was telling Elio off the air. Um, I also didn't see very much of this week's Raw either because of um, watching the Monday Night Football game because the Ravens were playing and that's my team. Um, However, I did see what I considered to be the important part and that was Big E cashing in on Bobby Lashley to become the new 
uh, WWE champion. Now, there are aspects of that that I really like and aspects of that that I really didn't like. Okay. And before uh, listeners jump on me for being overly negative, uh, let me explain my position. Uh, on the positive side, I am extremely happy for Big E. It's very rare um, that you encounter a wrestler who is seemingly as universally respected in this day and age as he is. I mean, once he won it, everybody came out of the woodwork like, holy shit, this is amazing. And in a lot of ways, I agree. Um, you know, I had been looking for Big E to have his breakout moment and uh, begging him to separate from uh, the New Day because I was just so sick of the New Day shtick. I think I think they were good in their time, um, but I think that they've been drastically overplayed. And I think it's time that the New Day uh, do something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, ha- having said that, you know, the the emotion of having Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston come out and congratulate him. And then if you saw, um, you know, the po- all the post-match stuff um, in the back, you know, they were all extremely happy. And that was a cool moment to see. Um, so, like I said, from a personal perspective, I am extremely happy for Biggie and and I have no complaints and I hope that he is a tremendous WWE champion because I think he's a great great talent. Now on the negative side of things, uh, you know and uh, you know I I hate to bring the mood down a little bit, but this um, this really illustrates the things that I despise about WWE creative. Number one, they announced ahead of time that he was going to cash in the Money in the Bank uh, contract, which to me takes away the surprise factor, which is the entire point of the Money in the Bank contract. The point of the Money in the Bank contract is to create cool, unforgettable moments. And while it is a cool moment to have Biggie get his moment, it could have been so much bigger if they had built a storyline around it rather than just the shock value. Because it, it came off to me like they were using the Big E cash-in as a response to all the momentum that AEW has okay. versus focusing on their big storylines and, and really catapulting Biggie to the next level through a storyline because now prior prior to this a cash in last night, what storyline was Biggie in? Do you know? Because I don't. I can't remember. I know he was was the. He was doing something with Sheamus on SmackDown, and then I don't know why I forget what I think he was. He doing something with Corbin at one point. Uh, well, I don't. I don't even know. The last See, I don't even remember. 
the last thing I remember him being involved in was that overly long program with Apollo Crews. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the only thing I remember. But that's what I'm saying, right? You know, how pathetic is it that we're talking about the WWE champion and we don't even know the last storyline of consequence that he was in. And that in and of itself, that's not me talking shit about Big E. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a gigantic fan of the guy. Uh, when he's not gyrating and, you know, and flipping brine pancakes into the crowd. I don't, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to eat pancakes that were by someone's groin. I don't give a fuck who it is. I don't give a fuck if it's Mandy Rose. I'm not eating that shit. You know what I mean? I got, you know, I don't and we'll get, we'll get into her and NXT review. But um, okay, uh, do you have any from what you saw? Do you have any low points? Any um, other? Low points? Yes, I I do have I do have one low point because I saw I saw this in the highlights on YouTube. Oh no, oh, no I'm afraid I I, uh, I I think I might know what it is, but go on. Can someone explain to me what the fuck happened at the end of the Nikki Ash match? Okay. Oh yeah, I don't even know. You know what? Um, I think the talent interfered in that, and and uh, that played into like the whole, the next match because they kicked it right into that match as soon as we came back from break. Because okay, so it was it was the fourth match of the evening. Let me set the table for you. Wait, wait, uh, wait, man. Like, yeah, pinned to me. You know what? I, I was so confused by what happened there, though. Well, and that's what I'm getting into because this entire clusterfuck yeah, that was, weird. was the weirdest thing that I may have ever seen in terms of botches on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Okay, so let me set, like I said, let me set the table. For yeah, go ahead. So, so the ending of the ending of the match comes after, um, after uh, Nikki hits. A um, a um, <clears throat> sorry, uh, Nikki hits a DDT on Tamina, and they get the um, they get the three count on um, on Tamina, right? But if you go back and look at it, Tamina clearly kicked out b- before the three count. But the referee missed it and completed the three count. And then after that, Natalia ran in, right? Well, well, I'm. I don't really give a shit about Natalia Natalia's involvement. But I no, but you have to because I'm saying that because this match led into that one right away. Like there wasn't even any uh, like introductions. Right, but that but that doesn't play into the bullshit ending that I'm talking about. Oh, okay, that, I, I, okay. I un, I understand what you're saying, but it it doesn't play into what I what I'm talking about. Okay, um, yeah, no, I just I just like all of a sudden I, the one minute I'm seeing them attack Nikki Ash on the outside, and then the next I see her in the ring. So okay, go on. So. So okay, we get we get the we get the three count, but then. 
then after she just got pinned, Tamina's music plays as if she won the match. And then to compound the problem, the the ring announcer announces Tamina as the winner. Because he clearly got thrown off by the fact that Tamina's music was playing, despite the fact that she just lost to Nikki Ash. The whole, th- the whole thing was just a complete cl- clusterfuck. And yet here it says Nikki Ash defeats Tamina by pin. <laughs> well, then that's what happened, but clearly, you know. Now, I'll tell you what, my, okay, do you have any other little points? No. I'll tell you what my little point is. Aside from that, because now that I heard everything, because I must have missed something, my little point, everything that, my my low point is my high point. I liked the short flesh in the basement match. That's my high point. I hated the end. Everything at the end with Alexa Bliss coming out and giving Charlotte her own doll. Uh, yeah, that you know, and they call it they calling it Charlie. I'm like, no, 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 nobody gives a shit. Okay, first of all, first of all, don't call anything Charlie because my pug's name is Charlie, and you shall you shall not you know besmudge the name Charlie with that bullshit. Wait a minute. Besmudge. Besmudge. Yes. Yeah, Did you mean besmirch? <laughs> Absolutely. Sorry. Besmudge. What, the, what are you smudging? What the hell? Sorry, I. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I used I used the wrong word because I was so pissed off at the. See, see what I see what happens when I'm allergic to this bullshit that takes place. See what happens. See what you made me do, Elio. Uh, then we had, uh, okay, this is weird. We had Damien Priest and Jeff Hardy. Well, how did, what did Jeff Hardy do to get a United States Championship match? I don't know. <sighs> but, you know, I don't think anybody knows, quite frankly. But, okay, then this is another low point is uh, the Drew McIntyre Viking Raiders defeating Sheeran, Shanky and Veer and Chin Mahal. And of course, Eva Marie versus Dewdrop, because yep. anything Eva Marie's in has to be considered a low point by default. My low point of the night is Eva Marie. Because why? She absolutely sucks. <laughs> I'm a better wrestler than Eva Marie. <laughs> Okay, so this is that's what we so do anything have anything else for raw? No, I'm good. All right, good, so good for Biggie. Nothing else on the show matters. Now we're gonna move on to the rebranded NXT 2.0, which we just finished watching. I'm gonna tell you, you know what? I like this setting, and you know what I think it is? It's that we've been like in in like darkness for like so long that it's just nice to see some light in the arena well and and i i i get that you know i'm not gonna um i'm not gonna talk complete 
Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to talk complete shit on everything that we saw uh, tonight, but there are a few things that I would like to discuss in terms of things that confused me because that was the feeling that I was left with at the end of the night. Overall, I was very confused okay. because the first match of, of the evening was a night versus Braun Breaker. I like this guy. Well, Rex Steiner, so awesome. Uh, he, he's, he's got a good look. Yes, he does. But, but you know, come on, man. This dude's a legacy, and you're going to name him Braun Breaker? What, what was wrong with, with Rex Steiner? They were, they were making other re, re, um, they were making other references to, uh, to his dad. Well, yeah, because, okay, look, I'm looking on ProFightDB.com, and uh, I just clicked on this profile, and it says right there, Rex Steiner. Or why don't you just go with a Bronson Steiner or something like that? Um, Um, What's uh, Braun Breaker, I mean, whatever. But I would have just, I would have, like, given him, like, uh, his, his dad's last name. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, look, the whole the whole thing is weird, but but say what you want. I didn't like the name. I think I think the kid has potential, but it's just let, let's talk about something else that's much more important than than the name. Okay, so he's going one on one with La Knight, A Knight, who. Who is scheduled to compete for the NXT Championship in a fatal four-way match later tonight? Yep. So my question number one: Why is LA Knight involved in another match when he's already in the main event for the championship? And number two: What purpose does it serve to have him lose ahead of going into the to the main event for the title? Hey, I have a I have a question about that, this match. Yeah, what you think of that finisher? It was just a lame power slam. What was that? Well, I don't know, but he looked a lot like Goldberg. That was that was terrible. That uh, yeah, I wouldn't I, I, I wouldn't use that as a finisher. I mean, I would have preferred I would have preferred him using the um, the belly to belly for the finisher because he u- he used the belly to belly to set up the the gorilla press into the power slam. But yeah, I, the belly to belly makes a lot more sense for him to use as a finisher, given um, given what his dad's finisher was. Yeah, I mean, I, I that was a weak finisher. Um, but more importantly than all that to me, um, is why are you having LA Knight in this match at all? Number one, and number two, why is he losing anything going into a championship match later tonight? I don't, I don't understand that. None of, none of that makes sense to me. 
So for that reason, uh, this this match gets a massive uh, thumbs thumbs down from me. Okay, so the the next one we had was Imperium, Heavy Nectar and Massive, but that because it's just fun to say. <laughs> exactly, I Defe- agree. Defeating uh, Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs. Okay, I I didn't understand that at all. That was just random, random as no. all hell. Oh, you never heard of Josh Briggs? No, I I I, I don't. I, I I had heard of him, but okay. why 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 is he in this match? What was the purpose? You know, I see. I understand that they, that they're focusing on young talent and and trying to build up new stars with this NXT 2.0. I like the concept of NXT 2.0. But it doesn't work given the history of NXT. No, no, Ben. You can't turn the masterpiece that was the first NXT back into developmental, slap a couple of colors on it, and expect me to be okay with this. And then, and then we have the bullshit of BFAM versus. No, hold on, hold on. I wasn't done. I was gonna say. Yeah. I said now, Ben. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you, okay, uh, Brooks Jensen. I just looked them up. Do you know who that is? No. You remember Bull Buchanan? Is that his son? That's his son, Ben Buchanan. Oh fuck me, <laughs> senseless with a pitchfork. <laughs> I uh. just looked it up, and I'm like Ben Buchanan. I had to go and Google his name. I'm like that's Bull Buchanan's son. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! Okay, what do we have next? Uh, you said Bfab. Bfab and... versus uh, Katrina Cortez. Do you, recognize, do you recognize this one, Katrina Cortez? Yes, yeah, she came out with Sin Cara a couple and, times. Uh, no, I, 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 I was trying to. That uh, I was uh, remember. I was uh, thinking, I'm like, wait, is that the one? Same one? Go I on. think so. Yeah, go on. Yeah, BFAP. So, uh, yeah, I have a question. She, was what she was ever the, I'm sorry, go ahead. What was with those kicks that she was throwing? Like, is she throwing soccer kicks? Uh, yeah, well, she, to my knowledge, she wasn't supposed to be a wrestler, and now all of a sudden she's a wrestler. I mean, I thought she was supposed to be like the flavor flame of Hit Row, the hype man. You know? they actually, actually, yeah, she was actually in the crowd like during the whole uh, pandemic era where they had the plexiglass around the, yeah. the ring. Yeah. This is where I remember her. But uh, yeah, this wasn't very good. No, and and then they had um, the ending was was a terrible rude awakening neckbreaker. Oh, I saw that. I'm like I even said I'm like women. She used to give her give Katrina Cortez a rude awakening. Yeah, I, wow. Yeah, don't do that again. <laughs> um, please. Um, and I just I don't I don't understand any of this. And then and then we have all kinds of preparation going on for the index wedding. I don't later care. On. I don't care. I don't give a shit. 
Um, and then here comes Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Wait, oh, is that before the next match? Okay. Yeah, what yeah. do you think of this guy, Trick Williams? What? Weird. I I don't know. I I'm I'm very confused. Did this interview was confusing? Yeah, this was this was not a good segment. It sounded, it seemed like either somebody got lost or the, or this segment just had no direction whatsoever. Now, hold on. Is it just me or did it, does it sound like they were making Carmelo look like a heel or talk, yeah. talk like a heel? Yeah, that and that was the most confusing part of it for me. Right, because everyone was cheering for him, but like he was acting like a heel with the way he was things he was saying. Yeah, exactly. So the whole this whole segment was a massive swing and a miss for me. I didn't get it. Then we had uh, the Spitfire Warriors, Casey Ken's Arnold Keating Carter defeating Gigi Dolan and JC Jane and can I just say Mandy Rose? Hashtag yummy. Even yummy well, now. Well, well they, they had a whole Come on. Shit. Yeah, I, I agree. I I I no, I'm absolutely with you there because I, I, I drastically prefer brunettes over blondes. She looked good. Oh, damn. Well it, well it's it's hard to make Mandy Rose look bad on any circumstances, but yeah. yeah. I, but I agree. Hashtag yummy, I understand. Um but then, like, they had this whole segment over her hair. And, yeah, she looks pretty, don't get me twisted. But I don't need an, an entire segment over the fact that she has a new hairdo. I don't, I don't care that much. Um, and then we finally get to this uh, fatal four-way match. No, no, hold on, hold on. I want to bring up a few more points here. Yeah. Number one, I want to know what do you think of this one, Saray or whatever her name is. Was she even on the show? I didn't see her. Yeah, she was in the because okay, Casey Cancero and King Carter won by disqualification, and right. then uh, Saray came out and they, they turned this into a six woman tag match. Oh, see, I I must have been bored already because I completely missed that. I know, but you know what I like about Gigi Dolan and JC Jane? Their entrance music. Yes. Come on, oh. sweet dreams. Although I am surprised that um, that WWE is using that, given the whole Marilyn Manson situation right now with the, with the um, sexual uh, misconduct allegations going on. Although I'm wondering if like. It, because it's in, it's an instrumental or whatever, so I don't know. Yeah, but but still, I mean, given how PC um, WWE is, I'm just um, surprised. Okay, so no, we don't have the fiddle play right away because there are a few more, a few two more matches before that. There was uh, a ribbon. Go on. I actually knew that. I just wasn't really interested in the oh, rest yeah. of it. So you know what I'm saying? The hooligan with the hula hat is what I was calling original. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know where that came from. I just uh, thought it up. Elio Canella, only here on the PNC Progression <laughs> Wrestling Podcast. 
but 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 uh, no, I want to know. No, I want to know what you think of these guys, the Creed brothers, or whatever. I I haven't seen enough of them to render an opinion. I don't like um, Diamond Mine. I don't like this group by Mal- the Ben Malcolm Bivens. No. And now they um, have this this uh, new this new member Ivy Nile. I I don't I don't get it. Yeah. You know, but, but then again, the original Diamond Mine sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so now they're trying to change it, and it still sucks. But out of uh, out of that, we got a match for next week: Kushida and uh, Roderick Strong. And and that'll that'll be a good match. I mean, you can't you can't fuck that up, even if yeah. you tried. I like Kushida. You talk 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 too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah I laughed a lot at that. That was that was pretty cool. And of course, the main event: Tommaso Ciampa reunited with Goldie. Which. Which I was very relieved about because after all the attention they were paying to um, to this new guy, uh, Vaughn Wagner. You know what? I'm going to you know, talk and I'm looking this guy up. I want to see what else. No, he, you know who he is? Fuck, I know who he is. Yeah, I he's, know who he is. I just saw him. That's Cal Bloom. That's a Wayne Bloom's son. Oh, God. But no, the, or, uh, the that, for for wrestling fans, that would be Bo Beverly of the Beverly Brothers. Yes, but but the whole the whole thing is with the way that they were building this guy up with him helping, um, you know, Pete Dunne attack Kyle O'Reilly in the back, and then the way that um. William Regal introduced him. Wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, it says out of the box during one of the matches, you said yeah. he was he was helping Pete on attack, or he he was helping Kyle O'Reilly. I'm sorry. He yeah he um he actually helped Kyle O'Reilly fend off an attack from Pete Dunne and uh, Ridge Holland. Yeah. Okay. Um. Sorry, I, I misspoke. Um, Von Wagner. Where were they getting these names? But no. But then the way that um, we, you know, William Regal introduced him, and the way that he was getting in so much offense in this fatal four-way main event for the championship, I'm thinking to myself, "Oh God, they're not going to make this nobody the NXT champion, right?" Because I'm like, "There's no way," especially after what they did already with um. With Braun Breaker, I can't take any more of this shit. Um, yeah, okay, you know when, they, when when they did a close up on Ron Wagner, I'm like, you know what? He looks like my history teacher from high school. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> Jesus. You know, my history teacher looked uh, the exact same with the the face. I'm like, hey, oh. that's my history teacher from high school. What the hell? Oh god! Well, I was very nervous that your history teacher's doppelganger was going to become the NXT champion. So let me see. Um, so this show we had the debut of three second generation wrestlers. What? What is going on? Yeah. So Braun Breaker, um, um, uh, um Vaughn Wagner, and, and then Brooks uh, Jensen. And then remind, remind, oh, oh, yeah, 
Oh yeah, that was uh, Bull Buchanan's kid. Yeah. Then where do they getting these names from? I don't know. <laughs> these these <laughs> names are terrible. They suck. <laughs> And, you know, based on first impressions and all seriousness, Elio, I'm not sure what to think about this NXT. I just, you know, the fact that Kevin Dunn's in charge of it now. I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm going to, like, wait. I'm going to, this is only the first episode, so I'm just going to wait before I actually say whether or not it's complete crap. But, in, but... Okay, I understand that. I do because I want to give it a shot as well. But in comparison to the to the NXT that we no, that, uh, but yeah, you can't that we came to love. I mean, you got to be kidding me with this shit. What was wrong with that NXT? What was wrong Nothing. with it? You know Nothing. what? You know what was wrong with it? Vince McMahon wasn't in control of it, and he can't take that shit because he needs to win his dick swinging contest. It's, it's yeah, it's frustrating because we used to call it the black and gold brand. What do we, what do we call this now? The what? The rainbow brand? I, that's what I was just thinking. I'm like, what? Uh, it sucks. So um, okay, is that all we have for NXT 2.0? Uh, yeah, which mercifully, is, which is what they're actually calling it, NXT 2.0. They even have it listed here as such. All right, Ben, I got a few questions for you. Okay. We got some Damien Priest trivia. Okay. So, are you ready? Absolutely. So, question number one. Which legend-inspired priests walk to the ring? Randy Savage, Eddie Guerrero, Jeff Jarrett, or Razor Ramon? Razor Ramon. Correct. Who was Priest's first opponent on Raw? The Miz, Cedric Alexander, John Morrison, or Mustafa Ali? I think it was The Miz. Correct. All right. Priest and Riddle entered the WWE Performance Center in the same class. True or false? Uh, I'm going to say... True. Correct. How many how many entrants did Priest eliminate in the 2021 Royal Rumble? Three, four, or five? I want to say three. Four. Okay. Okay. Only Damien Priest has won the NXT North American title and US title. True or false? True. False. Who else? You know who who else won the US title? I know who won the North American title, but who I don't understand the question I, here. I, I think they got I think they got that wrong. I don't I don't think that, anyone else. No, that's very weird. I'm not gonna count that. No. Because that's very weird. Yeah. Okay, Ben, before we uh, before we sign off for the week, I was on 
my Hoopla Digital, which which is a library, the digital library we have here, where you can get books and music and movies. So right. I got the new Pro Wrestling Illustrated for December 2021. Oh, God. And this is not just any, it's not just any issue this is a pwi 500 yeah so let's see what we have from for the top 10 on the pwi 500 let me just uh pull this pull these up here all right so from 10 to 1 okay yeah so let me just see All right, so at number 10, well, fans, we'll be right back. Okay, so at number 10, we have Rich Swan. What? Rich Swan is number 10. Oh, my God. <laughs> number nine, Shingo Takagi. I think he should be higher because this guy's the the heavyweight champion over in New Japan. Okay, well, that's that's understandable. Number eight, Finn Balor. Uh, um, I don't know about that, but okay. Number seven, Will Ospreay. For what? Wasn't he injured for the majority of the year? I think he was injured for the majority of the year, wasn't he? I I believe he was, yeah, because he was out. Number six, John Moxley. Uh, okay, all right, I can I can buy that. Here's the top five for PWA five hundred, and number five, Kuda Abushi. All right, I can buy that too. Number four, Drew McIntyre. Oh, blow me. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Pardon the graphic uh, <laughs> response there. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. What the hell? And the bad. Okay, number three, Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he shouldn't be number three, but he definitely should be in the top ten. Number two, Roman Reigns. And to, to me, Roman Reigns should be number one. Absolutely. And, and number one is Kenny Omega. Which, you know, look, I understand why, Ken, why Kenny is so highly regarded as he is. I get it. You watch him in the ring and it's very easily understandable. But given the year that that Roman Reigns has had, nobody – look, I, you know me. I'm not a WWE apologist. You know, I'm, I'm not, but I'm going to call it like I, like I see it. I, I don't see anybody that ha- has had the year that Roman Reigns had. The fact that he's not number one on the list, I'm not going to say it's, it's bullshit. Um. 
I'm just going to say, you know, these are the kinds of things where I really have to question what the criteria is, because if you consider everything that Roman Reigns has done over the last year, someone needs to explain to me how that doesn't warrant number one. And, and this is, see, it's not necessarily this, but this is, but, you know, issues such as, such as this really illustrate why I have an issue with popularity lists such as the PWI 500. Um, because I, because I think there's some level of favoritism going into it. Um, and, and once again, in, in, in fairness, I don't know what the criteria is, but it, if Roman Reigns not at the top of the list, then I have, then automatically I have to question it because I don't know what else he needs to do to get that number one spot. And you know what? <clears throat> I'm just curious because we, I have it open right here. Let's take a look at the 11 to 20. Okay. Number 11, Cody Rhodes. Okay, well, that's just AEW kiss ass. Uh, you know, what the hell? <laughs> Number 12 is Randy Orton. Uh, well, he, he was WWE champion for two weeks, but that doesn't... And he, number... was, he was out for months. Number 13 is Big E. Well... Uh... If he hadn't accomplished what he did last night, I'd be having an aneurysm. And number 14 is Darby Allen. I, I I agree. He should be higher on the list, but I agree. And 15, we have Tetsunaido. I'm not familiar with NJPW, so I can't comment. Okay. I actually, yeah, he's not bad at it. I really enjoy watching his matches. And number 16, we have Karrion Cross. Oh, bull. Uh, well, he should be if you if you if you take into account what he did in NXT. From that perspective, I agree with you. But he looks like a like a dominatrix mixed with fucking you know the Basham brothers. You know, and Shariqua. <laughs> exactly. Except except Scarlet is so much hotter than Shariqua. And I have to, I have to ask you once again, where is Scarlet? Uh, you know, it, I don't understand. Continue. Number seventeen, we have Ultimo Guerrero. Who's Ultimo Guerrero? I don't. He's a luchador. Well, I can guess. <laughs> that, no, he's, he he competes for, for CMLL. Oh, okay. Yeah. Once again, not not familiar, so I can't no, really I know, speak I know. to it. And you won't be familiar with number eighteen either, Suwama. Nope, never heard of. And number nineteen, we have Chris Jericho. Okay. And rounding out the top twenty, Jonathan Gresham. Okay. Yeah, I um, you know the. I can I can dig that he had a he had a really good match at uh, best in the world. Now let me I, I just for just for curiosity I want to know who number five hundred is. 
because I'm always I'm always curious to see who they put at five hundred because two fifty to five hundred are the more of the independents. Yeah. So let me just uh, five hundred. We have okay. Uh, am I reading this right? Lulu pencil. No idea. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. I, literally, I have no idea. Uh, let me ask you: Have you uh, have you uh, checked out MLW yet? No. So, are you not familiar with a guy named Alex King? No, I'm not. Okay, this guy. I'm just uh, because he's at number four fourteen on the. On the PWI five hundred, but so those that's uh, the top twenty for this uh, this year's uh, list. Wow. Well, I mean, largely, I really can't complain. I mean, there are a few um, question marks in there for me, but um, you know, I think um, you know nothing really strikes me as egregious. Outside of Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes. I'm so sick of seeing Drew McIntyre. I wish he would just go away for a while because, and like give fans a chance to like miss him because there's too much Drew McIntyre on my screen every week. But, but I mean, look, he, he is a phenomenal wrestler. It's just that, you know, his history lessons with Davy Crockett and <laughs> well, well, that's what that's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't care about his like stories, you know. Especially when they're not even relevant to him. So, uh, so is that? Did we cover everything for the this week? Yeah, I'm good. All right. So, we see you bring the show to a close. Absolutely. All right, fans, we would. That's it for this week. Another episode of PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. We'll be back on September 25th because I'm not going to be around this weekend. Well, are you on vacation? I have a wedding to go to. Oh, who's getting married? Uh, my next door neighbor. But, um, yeah, it's. I hope it's not like an all-day thing because the way they do everything, we have to go to the house, then we wait for the room, then we have to go to the the place where we have the ceremony, and then we're going to, I guess, we go home, and then later at night, we go to the reception. Oh, God. Well, it does sound like you're <sighs> in for an all-day affair. Jeez. <laughs> oh, well, you, so, well, just as much as I miss you this week, it sounds like you're really going to miss me next week. Oh, well, just think of it as a positive. You know, one, yeah. a- absence makes the heart grow fonder, and two, you have more time to come up with something to scare the shit out of me. Because, oh, yes, because- I got I to gotta do that. I got to get back into my movie list and uh, scare the crap out of you. Absolutely. So I I expect nothing short of your maximum effort on the 25th. Uh, actually, Wait. actually, you know what? 
the twenty fifth may not work for me either. We might have to move it to Tuesday, to Tuesday the twenty eighth, I think, because twenty eighth uh, or the 29th, whatever that Tuesday is. Wait a minute, the twenty sixth is Extreme Rules. Well, you know, I mean, we'll we'll get it. I mean, at some oh, point. Oh, we're just gonna um, do a review show. Okay, yeah, all right. But um, <clears throat> but I have an event on the twenty fifth. Um, yeah, so in, two, two, uh, Tuesdays the twenty eighth. Yeah, so uh, we'll be back in on a normal schedule um, after the twenty eighth, and in in the meantime, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have to we have to warn you we are coming up on a very momentous occasion on the podcast. Well, so, uh, you know, our our busy schedules are winding down, but make sure you get prepared because tonight's episode was episode 147, so we are three shy. Yes, I can do basic math. We are three shows shy of the historic episode 150 of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. So we are just... We are very cleverly building your anticipation for that momentous event, and we are very excited for that. All right. So, fans, we would talk to you all then. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Good night, people. Colossal, we come these renegades.